Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back. I want to start out by thanking all of you who have given us five-star reviews on iTunes and on Spotify, and those of you who have liked our videos on YouTube and the rest of it. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel, um, and we are putting up new content exclusively for YouTube, so you guys will get access to a whole bunch of fun stuff. Make sure you're subscribing on YouTube. But if you're listening to us on iTunes, which basically all of you do, please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. We certainly appreciate it. And starting this month, if you did give us a five-star review on iTunes, please do do email tom at timandjulieharris.com because we did run a contest for um, the folks that did uh, leave in, uh, great five-star reviews for us. And all of you get a autograph sign of our best-selling book, Harris Rules. Now, there is still time to um, be qualified for the contest. Just simply do a five-star review on iTunes and our staff will decide which of the um, five-star reviews and the, the pithy comments are going to get the free book, who are going to win. But so far, I have to say, we have all winners. Indeed we do. We do. So make sure if you've given us a five-star review and a pithy comment on iTunes, um, you have emailed Tom at timandjulieharris.com and, and just in the subject line, put five-star review. You have to put your name and your address and all that good stuff. And if you want to do that, you, there's still obviously time. So just go ahead over to iTunes and give us a five-star review and a pithy comment. Anything would be much appreciated. You guys are the reason this is the number one listen to daily podcast podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States, and we sincerely appreciate your continued support. Speaking of which, thanks to the hundreds of you and soon be thousands of you that are joining our premier coaching program, and we have done something, frankly, that we were looking forward to working on and making happen for at least two years, and that is making the first month of premier coaching free. We have loaded up so much great, valuable content inside Premier Coaching, especially in the first month, that you will not believe it. These are all the action items that you need to start, uh, frankly, having the confidence that you need to not just survive in this market, but thrive in this market, including buyer scripts, presentations, business plans, lead generation plans, also a DISC personality test. All these things are free for you, and all you've got to do is join Premier Coaching. And again, there's no strings attached. The first 30 days is free, so uh, text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. And when you do, we will text you back, and then you click the link, and you can join Premier Coaching, like I said, uh, for free for 30 days. And in that 30 days, you are also going to receive a daily semi-private coaching call from one of our Harris Certified Coaches every weekday. You will be entitled to a live semi-private coaching call with one of our actual coaches where you can have all your questions answered and they can help you really take the most uh, action possible in, a in this market. Guys, there's no question things are changing. Things are becoming more challenging. We're going to be experiencing things in the coming months that our country has never experienced before in terms of inflation. We're in uncharted waters and it only makes sense that you have a clear sense of direction now uh, because of the fact that things are so uncertain. And what our coaching program is going to do is give you that sense of confidence to move forward quickly. So please do text the word PREMIER to 47372. And remember, message and data rates may apply. All right, yesterday's podcast and today's podcast is all about working with buyers. And today we're going to give you the uh, the, the remaining points. And then Julie and I are going to go through our buyer prequalification script line by line. And we're going to explain to you why the uh, script is uh, designed the way it is, why the you know, one question is in is where it is versus another, and the order of things, the flow of things. We're going to help you to understand the philosophy behind how we've written our script and a lot of the ways how we've designed our coaching program. So, Julie, without any further delay. Yes, and again, this is part two, working with buyers, pre-qualifying, motivation, and how to get your agency signed. If you missed parts one through three, get caught up on yesterday's podcast. Point number four, buyers must actually communicate with you urgently. 
When you leave a message to see a home today, which meets their criteria, they need to either answer the phone or call you back with urgency. If you're chasing them down or you feel ghosted, you're working with an unmotivated buyer. In coaching, we say you may want them to buy more than they want to buy, which means you're banging your head into the wall. Make sure you listen to yesterday's podcast because this is a continuation. This is essentially the rules that we coach all of our clients to use when they're deciding which buyers they're going to work with. Yesterday, we spent a lot of time on the specific financial aspects. Remember, there's two types of motivation. There's emotional motivation. There's financial motivation. Julie's point that she just read to you is the uh, point number four being buyers must be uh, must actually communicate with you urgently. That's an emotional sign as to whether or not they're actually not just pre-qualified, but really motivated. And if you find yourself having to chase buyers where the buyers should be chasing you if they're truly motivated, that's not a real buyer. That's a looker. And we strongly suggest you use your intuition and you not work with that particular buyer. They're either not motivated because they just aren't, or they're not motivated because they know they're not financially qualified, or they're not motivated because they're working with 14 other agents and you're just another agent that they're going to waste the time of. So be very, very critical of the buyers you choose to work with, especially in a market like this. That's right. And this is a mistake that we see most frequently with new or less experienced agents because they don't have a comparison. Like my most experienced agents, I can say, well, tell me about your last three buyers who actually bought. Did they act differently than this buyer that you're trying to chase down? Well, yes, they did. They were telling me what they wanted to see. They were calling me urgently all the time. What else have you got for me today? Are we going out this weekend? When's my next appointment? Versus buyers that you're having to chase. So remember yesterday, our first point was, are they motivated and qualified? Somebody can be really qualified to buy, but not that motivated. Maybe they're just not feeling like making the move. Well, Maybe they don't feel like doing what it takes to make the move. I'll give you a great example. Yeah. And there's a lot, there's a new a term that's coming out. I don't remember uh, what the term is, but the essence of it is somebody that's in a house that serves their needs perfectly well mm -hmm. and their interest rate on their mortgage is great or they have the house paid off and the the perceptions of the market uh, is that they would, you know, it's going to be choppy waters and maybe they're going to have to accept a loan uh, mortgage rate that they don't want to deal with or you guys get it. So these are buyers that might be emotion or financially qualified to Julie's point, all kinds of equity in their existing house. They got great credit, but emotionally, they're not willing to put in the work. Emotionally, they're going to be like, well, you know, and you guys, <laughs> I want you to laugh at yourselves because many of you are working with buyers like this. They're basically telling you they're buyers. If all of a sudden, and pigs fly, the clouds part, and there's gold trees planted on every street corner. You guys get it? In other words, this is not a real buyer. This is a buyer that claims to be a buyer. They are house looking fanciest or well, hobbyists. Like if you're chasing them more than they're chasing you, you probably have a problem. Yeah. And you guys love to believe in people with tons of equity because in your mind, you're like, well, why wouldn't you move? Well, maybe they have their reasons, which brings me to point number five. Buyers must have realistic expectations based on both their qualifications and what your market has to offer. For example, finding a four bedroom, three bath in Santa Monica for 300 grand, probably unlikely to happen. They have to have realistic expectations, both in terms of what they want in the house, the price range, the area, that sort of thing. And we did a podcast talking to you about maybe expanding geographically when you're getting frustrated or they're getting frustrated, maybe raising the price a little bit. But if they're not willing to do that and you're not finding them, maybe your market just doesn't have it. So they've got to have realistic expectations. Yesterday we gave you, and we're going to go over it again, the buyer pre-qualification script. The buyer pre-qualification script is the script of the first conversation you have with that prospective buyer. Then you give them the actual uh, buyer presentation, and then you're really going to drill down on a lot of the things that we're talking about. But this is a filtering process. If they're not getting past the questions you have in the basic pre-qualification script, they're not real buyers. And if they do then get past all the questions and they answer the questions as you're you know, hoping that they will, then they actually might turn out not to be real buyers once you're actually starting to drill down and ask them additional questions. For example, you might have have a buyer that says something like, I'm looking for a deal. Ugh. Ugh. Like, what does that mean, right? <laughs> so there, I'm looking for a deal. Now here's, this is what you'll hear a lot of times in a market like this. You'll hear, I'm looking for a deal. So that's great, Mr. Buyer. I hear that a lot. What does a buyer mean? Oh, I'm sorry. What does a deal mean to you? And just shut up. Ask the buyer again. 
Mr. Buyer, I hear that a lot. Folks are looking for a deal. What does a deal mean to you? You're assuming, Mr. Agent, oh, that's a dumb question. Why would you ask that, Tim? Well, it's because the fact is that a deal means different things to different people. And very rarely, unless they're investors or want to be investors, very rarely is a deal about money. Most times a deal is going to be about condition, location. Most times a deal is going to be how quickly they can get into the house. All these types of things. Money might make the top five list, but it's very rarely number one. And if it is number one, I'm going to warn you, that is probably not a great buyer. Because that's somebody that's never going to feel like they're getting enough of a deal. You're never going to be able to satisfy them. And those amateur agents, here's what you're also going to do. Make the mistake of telling this buyer that somehow magically, miraculously, even in a hot seller's market, you're somehow going to get them a financial deal because you have some sort of secret Jedi mind tricks when coming to negotiate a contract. Why would you do that? You're just trying, you're essentially too much puffery, move past that buyer, look for a buyer that's truly motivated, and always remember to put your best in, uh, your best efforts every single day in becoming a powerful well, listing that's agent. that's it. And you're not going to be able to sift and sort what they mean by a deal if you don't ask those questions, right? For some buyers, a deal means not having to compete against 20 offers and actually getting the house that they want. That might be a deal to them. Some of them will present, they won't say, I want a deal, but they'll say, I want to buy a distressed property especially unsophisticated buyers, because they think that that's going to be a deal. They don't know that there's not very much distressed out there. So they'll say, I want to buy something that's distressed. And the agent either won't call them back or they won't talk about it. What they really meant was they would need some help finding something that works for them. But there are buyers that that just want some kind of financial deal. And if agents are not drilling down and they're still working with that person, you're right. That's the agent mistake. And those are the same agents that get mad at the buyer for wanting to lowball. Buyers aren't liars. You guys just need to get better asking questions. That's and right. you need to listen to what they say. And you then need to be a professional and not allow your emotions to get in the way and realize that that's not a real buyer. That's what coaching and training is all about. And by the way, Julie just said something that's kind of funny. Uh, I'm looking for a distressed property. They won't use a term like that. They're going to say, I'm looking for a deal, something where the seller is super motivated, whatever. whatever. But even in this market, houses like that are still selling for retail. Right. So again, the big takeaway here is when you have somebody who's just price shopping, a wannabe investor, here's the other thing about folks like that is they will not be loyal. Most times they're going to be working with a thousand different agents. They're going to call listing agents. They're going to do all kinds of different things. They're going to work with wholesalers. Generally speaking, you're going to waste an enormous amount of time working with quote unquote investors. These are all things that you learn the hard way or you just learn them when you join Premier Coaching and we just tell you ahead of time and you just remember it and you trust that we know what we're talking Save about. Save you all that stress. Exactly. And you Be make coachable. money. <laughs> right. You, the whole point of uh, being in any kind of sales job, which is what you have is you need to be very efficient at generating leads. And we teach you how to be a proactive lead generator. And then we also teach you passive lead generation too, but primarily proactive. But the main job, a lead itself has no value. Get that really clear in your head. No value lead, lead no value. What is valuable is a lead that has actually been pre-qualified, the lead that's passed all the litmus tests that we give you when you use our buyer pre-qualification script, or obviously the seller pre-qualification script. That has value. That's somebody who's proven their ability to emotionally commit to buying, financially commit to buying. That's somebody who's showing urgency when you call them and tell them about something. That's a real lead. That has value. That's not just a lead. That's something even beyond that. In our coaching program, we teach you guys how to lead score, and there's AAA buyers, there's AA buyers, those types of things. And all this comes back down to is learning how to sift and sort. Now, can a AA buyer, for example, become a AAA buyer? Yep, they just have to get pre-qualified. And then you move them up to the home team. You guys get it? That's how this works. Next point, Julie. Point number six, buyers must be willing and able to meet the expectations your market requires to compete if necessary. What happens to their down payment if they ha- if they have to close the appraisal gap with cash, for example? How far over asking are they able to go and still qualify for their loan? If they're not willing or able to do what it takes, you're probably wasting your time and theirs. So it's possible that they are able to, maybe they've got enough cash, but they just fundamentally are not going to do it. They say, I'm not okay with closing the appraisal gap. Or the opposite, right? Maybe they, you know, would like to. They have all the enthusiasm in the world, but once you have to do stuff like that, you're dipping into their down payment, wrecking their loan. So they have to be willing and able to meet the expectations of what your market demands. Now, that's not the same in all price ranges. As you go up market, typically you have less of those requirements than, you know, buyers that are first timers competing against investors that have to do crazy things. 
So they've got to be willing and able to meet the expectations your market requires. And if not, maybe this is not the time for them to be buying. All right, Julie, now we're going to ask you to do a live read of the next ad. It's right there. Okay. (laughs) And then we're going to get to our, we're going to break down the buyer pre-qualification script word for word, sentence by sentence, so you can understand the power of being a professional salesperson. Obviously, a professional salesperson is another way of saying a problem solver. The the person who problem solves, especially in a market like this, an agent who knows how to solve other people's problems, that would be the problems of the buyers and the sellers. Those are the agents that are going to win in a market like this because of a market like this. That's right. So this is an urgent announcement for all of you listening. It is exclusive for our listeners. Join Premier Coaching for free. Yes, I said free. You heard me correctly. Premier Coaching for the first 30 days is 100%, no strings attached, free. So what do you get? You get the DISC personality test, the seller and buyer scripts, presentations, lead generation systems, market shift plan, real estate treasure map, members only community groups, and a whole bunch more. But the best part is that you're going to have a daily live coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches. So every weekday, you will attend a semi-private coaching session with your coach. You can ask your live questions with a live coach on a live call all weekdays of the week, all 100% free. So of course, you want to join Premier Coaching. And now is the time that you are going to text the word Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, to 47372. Again, text Premier to 47372 so that you can join Premier Coaching today and start that 30-day free trial and start participating in coaching immediately. That's right. All right. Good job, Julie. Thank you. All right. So we are going to go through this script. We presented this to you guys yesterday. Um, We're not uh, going to put this script on our website because our scripts are copywritten and it's more complicated than that, but we're going to read it to you. All right. So we're going to go through this line by line and this time you're going to be the agent. It's fine. So we're going, we're going to do line by line, but we're going to explain why each, you know, sometimes they don't use scripts because they don't understand the point of the script. Right. And that's why you've got to memorize and internalize and understand why you're asking these and why this works. So typically this is going to, most most buyers are calling about a listing, right? That's how they present. So they'll call and say, hi, I'm calling on the listing located on Elm Street. What you're saying is no matter how they present themselves, how they show up in your life, always call them back and use this script. That's right. And what do they almost always ask? They want to know the price. And what do you guys typically do? First mistake is not calling them back at all because you think they're just a buyer lead. Or delegating it and have your assistant in Zimbabwe call them back and think somehow (laughs) they're not going to know. You know, you guys have got, there's two things you never uh, delegate or you, well, no, there's two things you never delegate. Pre-qualifying your leads and going on listing presentations. And I realize that virtually all of you are being told to delegate pre-qualification and delegate going on listing appointments. Mm -hmm. Until you get really, really huge, never, never, never delegate uh, those two activities because that's where the money's at. That's right. And if you learn how to pre-qualify, if you learn to ask the questions like we're about to show you again, listen yesterday as well, you will then be pulling out mountains and mountains of seller leads. And those list, those seller leads cost you nothing. So here's the second mistake. The first mistake was either you don't call them back or you try and have somebody else call them back for you. Second mistake is if and when you do call back and a buyer asks you for the price, what do you do? You state the price. The buyer says, not my price range. It hangs up on you. Yep. And you're done, Right. And, and because you didn't even have a chance to ask them, you know, for their contact information, you just assume that that was a crappy call. And some of you are saying, well, why would you want to, uh, why don't you just give them all the information when then they call? Uh, the answer is because you want to pre-qualify them to find out if you know of something else that might be a good match for them. I know some of you are going to listen to, as we present this again today, and you're going to say, well, we're adding a bunch of questions in between what they originally called about and the information that they want. Damn right we are. Yes. That's called being a professional and pre-qualifying that buyer to see if you can be a higher level of service to them. That's called, again, doing your job. That's right. So the reason that, and I'm going to go through question by question, but one of the script questions is what price has your lender told you not to go over? If you know their price before they know your price, then you can change the conversation to maybe two other houses in the neighborhood that do meet their pricing qualifications. Okay. Ring, ring. Uh, Hello. No, you're going to no, be the agent. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want me to be the sell- the listing? I'll, I'll I'll be the uh, I'll be the buyer. I want the easy job. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So you're calling. I. Uh, you're calling on the listing located on Elm Street. You know, I'm just giving you a hard time at this point because it's fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Hello, I'm calling about the listing on Elm Street. 
Yeah, that's a great house. Everybody's calling on that one. Give me a second to look it up on the computer and make sure it's still available. Now, we're going to, again, we're going to give you guys some coaching on these scripts. What you're going to hear Julie say is every time I give an answer, she's going to repeat and affirm what I say. She's doing that for two reasons. One, to slow her down, herself down so she just doesn't blaze through the script. But the yeah. second reason is, is she's proving to me, Mr. Buyer, that uh, she's listening to what I'm saying. She's registering with what I'm saying. She's not just essentially, you know, somebody who's has no interest in really what yeah, I'm interested I'm in. I'm paying attention to you. Okay, so uh, this is Julie Harris. Uh, with whom am I speaking right now? Uh, this is Tim Harris. Oh, hi, Tim Harris. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Tim. Uh, in case we get disconnected, what is your best phone number? It's 512-758-0206. Okay, so 512-758-0206. Okay, great. And which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Oh, you know, it's funny you should ask that. Um, but, well, I guess if we were to... Find a place that's a good fit for what we're looking for. We do have a house over on Oak Street that we'd be selling. And um, yeah, so we're just looking for a place to move up to because we had another kid and now we need a four yeah, bedroom. I can appreciate that. So you have a house over on Oak Street. That's a beautiful street. Let me write that down. And how long have you been looking for your next home? All right, now let's stop there. Now you saw, and we talked about this yesterday as well, we are pulling out in our script whether they have a house to sell right away. Because if they have a house to sell right away, what does that tell you? Or what is, I'm sorry, if they have a house to sell, what does that tell you about that lead? That's a damn good lead. It's a listing lead. That's a listing lead. You thought that, it was a buyer lead, but now it's a listing lead. That's right. That is what you want. And you won't get that if you're hiring somebody else to pre-qualify your buyer leads <laughs> just looking for buyers. No, Most people who even you guys aren't going to think to actually go and root out whether they have houses to sell because you don't ask the questions in the right order. We're asking the question right at the top of the script. By the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Here's the reason you do it there. A, you want to know if they're a seller right away. B, they're not they they are going to be conditioned to not they're not going to be conditioned that you're going to ask the question about a house they have to sell at the top of the initiation of a conversation. That is not the normal pattern of conversation. So what you're going to actually hear is when that question is asked, the buyer will actually go oftentimes they'll pause because they're going to be going like uh, and then they're going to give the honest answer. Now, what many of you will do, and I've seen these scripts, and they are terrible, is you're going to talk about your dog. You're going to bond with them. You're going to try to do all kinds of emotional things to, you know, hopefully, excuse me, manipulate them into wanting to work with you. You're going to work really hard. To, oh, your favorite color is blue. My favorite color is blue. Yeah. And then somewhere, maybe one day, you're going to get around to finding out if they have a house to sell. At that point, if you've been able to keep them on the phone that long, maybe they'll give you the information about the listing they have to sell. If you don't ask at the top, chances are you're not going to get access to that listing appointment. What you will soon discover, what the additional questions we're going to ask, is that might not just be a buyer that's calling because they're interested in maybe moving up. They're, that's a buyer who's calling because they have to sell their house and they were calling on your listing or that listing because they were trying to comp what their house might be worth in this market. Mm -hmm. They were actually doing their own homework. They were calling to get the price. That's the whole point of this. Now, a lot of these listings, obviously, they're going to be ones that haven't quite made them in the MLS yet. This is the type of incredibly hot opportunity that a market like this creates for you. If you're primarily a listing agent, if you're not a listing agent, you can then borrow somebody else's listing with their permission and use these same tactics. That's right. So, uh, Tim, I'm curious, how long have you been looking for your next home? Um, well, we've been looking for about on and off for about 90 days. 90 days. Okay. Gotcha. And I assume because you're calling me directly that you're not already working with another agent? Right. I mean, if you don't, I mean, Realtor.com is the other agent if that's yeah. an agent. Gotcha. I hear that a lot. And let's see, you've been looking for 90 days. That's interesting. Ideally, when would you like to be in your next home? Well, um, you know, we've been talking about that actually, and we definitely want to want to be in a house before school goes back. Before school goes back. Okay, let me write that down. Okay, let's take a break. Yeah. And that's what you're going to discover, listeners. There's a lot of natural sort of uh, milestones that happen throughout the year that people will benchmark their housing decisions around. For example, in upper-end price ranges, you're going to see that the market dies off in uh, August because people go on vacations. And upper-end being, you know, might be the mid-tier price range all, all the way up. What happens in August? Kids go back to school for most of the country. Why do they go on vacations? Because the kids are go, go, about to go back to school, and so they're doing last-minute family vacations. August is going to be, sometimes, they're going to want to have the kids in the new school, in the new house, 
prior to them going on, uh, prior to them to obviously that's their deadline. I'm tripping over my own words, but you get the no, gist that's of it. Right. And then there'll also there's going to be other deadlines throughout the year. The next one's going to be Thanksgiving. The next one after that's going to be Christmas or at the end of the year. You guys get it. So they're going to be natural times of the year when you're going to see people have set specific deadlines for when they want to be in the house. If they don't state what their deadline is, you can suggest one to them. Right. And it's also an early warning sign if their answer instead of a deadline or agreeing with your your deadline you give them. If instead they say, well, you know, we're really just getting started. This is the first thing we've called on. Maybe they're super early in the buying process. Maybe they're really not that motivated, but you're still going to drill down. So it could go either way, but it, it's also a great early warning sign if they tell you, you know what? We have to be moved by the time school goes back. If we are not moved by then, we're just going to wait until next year. Now, we did. I did present to Julie, the agent here, as a uh, buyer that has a house to sell. Yep. This same script and process works the exact same way whether I had a house to sell or not. By the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Well, we don't have a house to sell. We're renting. We, you know, whatever, whatever, right? No house to sell. Then you'd want to ask, well, when is your lease up? You'd want to, again, get into the weeds as far as what their time frame is. If you ask if their lease is up and they say their lease is up in June, well, you can pretty much be guaranteed they want to be in their next house before June. That's right. But you won't know if you don't ask, right? That's right. And that's the reason you ask at the top of the script. Mm -hmm. Incredibly important. Okay. Now, number eight is an interesting question. Have you seen any homes that you've liked? Now, here's the fun part of that question. Yes, no, maybe so. What you're generally going to hear, the answer to Julie's point is incredibly important because if they say they've not seen any houses that they've liked and you know that they've been looking for 90 days, then it's like, okay, why is this buyer not seeing anything in 90 days that they've liked? If they say they have seen something they've liked, then the next question you're going to have to have pop in your mind, which is question number nine, is what about that house did you like? Or if the house was still available, would you want to make an offer on it? So listen to what she's <laughs> saying and understand the importance of answering the question asking the questions in the order that we've written them. Bottom line being, if you want to be a sales professional, use a professional script, ask the questions how we've asked them. And there's a little fill in the blankers on this uh, script that you can use where you write in their answers. Now, you, me, Coach Rochelle, and all of our Harris Certified Coaches have all had this weird situation happen where they said, yes, I saw a house yesterday at an open house. We loved it and we didn't know what to do. Well, here's the worst case. I've set, I went through the open house. It was the one down the street. And, you know, she's going to read the script to you. But then you're going to simply ask them, well, if the house is still available, do you want to buy it? And they're going to, you'll be shocked how frequently they say yes. So what really happened there? The listing agent or the agent holding the house open did not do anything other than sit around and play Donkey Kong on their computer, didn't stop to actually pre-qualify the buyers, didn't find out that buyer actually wanted to buy the house. You now have the opportunity to essentially walk them back in the house and sell the house to them. And you remember that, when we did deals like that? Of course, that was like of the course. best gift from the real estate gods. But, but that ever. happens with new construction all the time too. <laughs> yes. This You have to ask the questions. It, you you make it too hard on yourselves. <laughs> it's not that difficult. Selling real estate is simple. Agents make it difficult. All right, question number nine. Uh, so great. What, what did you like about that home? Um, well, you know, it was what I was looking for. Bedrooms, bath, good condition. Mm -hmm. um, we loved the, the private backyard and had a four-car garage. Everything was, you know, it was yeah, great. Sounds pretty awesome. So based on what you liked about that home, uh, this is what you're looking for in your next home. You, you said the four-car garage. You said all the things that met your criteria. Uh, the home that you said you liked, did you make an offer on that? Uh, no, we didn't make an offer. Would you like to? Well, yeah, if it's still if it's available. it's still available. Right. Okay. Or they might have done that. You could say, why didn't it work out? Did you make an offer through the listing agent? You might have to drill down if something like that is going on. But let's assume that, that that's off the market. So yeah. repeat, listen to what Julie just said. Did you make did you make an offer on that property? No. Would you like to? Okay, there you go. That might be the easiest you know transaction you're going to do this week. Now they're going to say, or yes, okay, well, that's a red flag. Did you make the offer through the listing agent? Or are you working with another agent when we're about to get to that script? What you're then trying to do is you're rooting out what the heck is going on with this buyer. Because remember, the buyers aren't trying to play uh, you know, whack-a-mole with you. The buyers are just being buyers. They just want to buy a house. It's your job to ask questions. The buyers don't understand really anything about agency, buyer's agency, no. threshold rules. They don't know about any of that Mickey they're Mouse. They're not out to get you. No, they're <laughs> not. And they're just out to buy a house. Yes. So if you're thinking, oh, this person's trying to be sneaky and they're working mm -hmm. with 10 different, not their job not to be sneaky in your mind. Their job is to find a house. It's your job to get them to want to work with you and then find them said house. That's right. Especially in this market, it, it is fairly likely 
likely that you will run into people that are trying to write through listing agents. You got to find out. Okay, but let's just say that they didn't find something or they said, no, I haven't found anything yet. Well, let me just ask you, this is question number 10. Let me ask you, if I were to show you a house that it would fit all of your needs. This is the home you're looking for. On a scale of one to 10, 10 meaning you would absolutely immediately want to buy the home. Where would you rate yourself? Okay. Now, again, love this question because they never say 10. Ever. <laughs> Ever. They always say some, usually seven. And it's hilarious. You just ask this question and you'll see how frequently they say seven. Which lines you up for question number 11. I, what would it take to get you to a 10? Right. So it, again, this you know, we went through this as an agent and a buyer without the pauses and the explanation and the coaching yesterday. But then it's on a scale one to 10, Mr. Buyer, if I were to show you a house that meets all your criteria, checks all the boxes, great condition, locations, everything you've been looking for, on a scale one to 10, with 10 being you'd buy it today, where would you rate your motivation to buy it? Then they're gonna say, uh, if they Seven. don't say a 10, you know, you have to say it with energy and enthusiasm. If they say anything other than a 10, you say, great, number seven, that's fantastic, or nine or whatever they said. What exactly would it take you to get you to a 10? Now, I want you to think about that question. What you're doing is you're going from them saying what they're looking for, you're testing their motivation, and now you're going to find exactly what's going on in their head that would prevent them from actually making an offer. You're now going from thinking this is a great pre-qualified, motivated buyer emotionally, now you're going to discover that they're actually not. You're literally asking for the buyer's objection. Right. Okay, so what would it take to get you to attend? Now, the key to this one is you've got to really listen to what they're telling you because there can be many different reasons, right? They have to find out. We used to hear this all the time. I'm not sure I'm getting relocated yet. I'm going to find out in 30 days if I'm really being relocated. That makes a big difference to their plans. Or they might say, well, I have no idea what I'd qualify to buy. I don't know about interest rate, what the payment's going to be. You got to get them to a lender. Maybe they don't believe that there's any, the market doesn't have anything that's good enough for them to want to move. There's many different answers to this. So write down what they said, because in number 12, you're going to summarize what they've told you. Because remember guys, we show you how to buyer lead score, basically all these different buyers and put them in different, uh, essentially paths forward and not all paths go forward. Some of them are just stalled out. They're just circles. Basically, they never actually are going to buy anything, but some of them are going to rattle off what their two or three issues are. And these are solvable issues, very simple things things to solve. Well, I'm worried about getting my house for sale. I need to sell my house first. Oh, you know, or I, I'm not sure what my house is worth or we need to paint the house or work on it and get in great shape and then we're going to sell the house. That's all easy stuff. But unless yeah. you ask the question, you're not really going to know that, you know, what their issue is. And then you pivot and obviously focus on being a listing agent, focus on setting the yeah. appointment. Because the best thing you can hear is, well, we're not quite sure what we would net. Can you, can you maybe show us what the house is worth? Exactly. I mean, they're begging you for a CMA and a seller's net sheet. And right? what are some of you going to do? Oh, yeah. You into my drip system. I'll put you in my CRM and I can send you some bomb bomb videos and tell you all the great advantages to working uh, with yeah, me. Yeah. By the way, do you have a dog? I have a dog. <laughs> right. What anyway. kind? Anyway. Okay. So next you're going, this is number 12. Summarize what they've told you about what they're looking for. So Tim, uh, this is what I heard. You'd ideally like to buy your next home in, in about 90 days or so. You're looking for a home in Austin Acres, that area, and it's got to have at least three bedrooms. You'd love a four-car garage if possible and anything else that they said was important to you. Okay, so I've just shown you that I've listened. We've gotten that far together. The next thing is we're going to do a little financial pre-qualification. What's the name of the lender that's pre-approved you? Now, let's stop right there. This is important. What some of you guys do, assuming that you get into the pre-approval questions, is you're going to ask 15 questions trying to corner them into telling you something. I'm making an assumptive question. What's the name of the lender who's pre-approved you? I don't have to say, are you working with a lender? Who are you working with? Blah, blah, blah. What's the name of the lender who's pre-approved you? So that's the that's the nature of what I think a lot of you will agree is the craftsmanship of our scripts. Yes. Like the top line, number th question three. I always like to go back to this one. By the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? We're not asking if you have to sell a house, Mister Buyer. We're asking which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? What's the name of the lender who pre-approved pre you? What's the common thing between those two questions? Script education here. I can't say yes or no to that. I have to give you an answer. And I can't be evasive about it either. That's why it works. Right. Okay. So uh, you tell me the name of the lender, and then I'm going to ask you, what price range has the lender pre-approved you for? Now, that might get us into a question number 15. Have you actually gotten pre-approved, or have you just started the process? Tell me about your conversations with the lender. And remember, what you're looking for is, has the actual lender done the actual loan application with the actual buyer? And we're getting to that. And But here, you guys are going to see how the script is written. 
The first part is the emotional sort of psychological aspect of it. How motivated are they? What's going on in their lives? What's their level of ability to actually perform on a transaction on a buy side? Do they have a house to sell? Now we're going to the meat and the potatoes of the finances. We're not going to waste time on the finances if indeed they're emotionally not actually willing to commit to purchasing a house. It's going to be a pain in the ass to buy a house in this marketplace. Full stop. If they got a house to sell first, you know, you're going to have to have the skill set to make it so that they can create some leverage so they can stay in that house and close on whatever they want to buy. There's all kinds of different scenarios that will coach you through how to handle so you can actually transact. You've got to stop thinking uh, in, in binary colors, right? You have to start thinking in terms of different ways you can solve problems. Every buyer and every seller are going to have their own little interesting sets of challenges and you have to have the skill set. What a lot of agents have done because they've been spoiled in this marketplace, a buyer is a buyer, is a seller is a seller. There, are, You go on this path for a buyer, you go on this. What happens if they all these start to interweave? What happens if the challenge, this one's going to have some financing issues, this one's going to have to sell a house first, this one's going to have to, you guys get it? And then what's going to happen is when you start start following our system and you will pee your pants the first time this happens. Try to do that in the privacy of your own home. Yeah. Is that you will discover that you're going to start doing multiple transactions off one listing. You're going to take a listing. You're then that the seller of that house is actually a buyer of another listing you have. That same thing's going to happen again and again. So you're going to have one big Friday with like five or six or ten closings, and you're going to make enormous amounts of money. That is what's going to happen when you follow a system. What's the system? Asking questions, determining motivation, finding out financial ability to you know actually uh, do a transaction, finding out if they have houses to sell, being aggressive, but in a professional way, asking questions that's designed to help that consumer make a decision. When you work with buyers that are not pre-qualified, when you don't ask these types of questions, you're wasting their time. They're believing that, well, you know, Bob, the agent wouldn't be working with me unless mm -hmm. I had the financial ability to buy. I must be, you know, ready to buy or they're not, they're expecting you to put them through a to gauntlet of questions. To be professional. Just like if you go to the you know, doctor, right? They ask you, what, how do they ask you? Think about the form you fill out. You know, depending on the doctor, generally yeah. speaking, what ails you? What's your problems? No, what are no, your no. symptoms? They ask you the name of your insurance carrier before they ask what First, your symptoms are. Right. So they ask you, can you pay? And if you, then you pay, uh, then you stay. Okay. So if you can pay, then you stay. And then they ask for your, what your health yeah. issues are. That's how it works. Now, again, this, these are all the expectations that consumers have when working with professionals versus what most agents do. Oh my God, I have a the buyer. All yeah. right, let's go show property for the next, you know, 100 years. In the olden days, And, we and then you guys get mad at them when you find out, oh, it's, it turns out they have a house to sell first. Buyers are liars. Why didn't they tell me that? You didn't ask. You know, it turns out that the no. buyer doesn't actually have a credit score at all. And it's your fault. Uh, and, it's, you know, somehow the buyer lied to you because the buyer must have somehow magically known that they had a bad credit score or no credit score at all, oh, right? Yeah, and then when you go to write the contract up, they ask you for a kickback so that part of your commission becomes their down payment. You guys yeah. get it. It's That's all awesome. about asking questions. Professionals ask questions. Then with those questions, they ask more questions to determine actually what the financial and emotional health is of that buyer. That's right. So back to question number 15. Have you actually gotten pre-approved or just started the process? And then you're going to have an answer. I can. It even says, so you've actually signed the loan application. I'm checking you on where you actually are because remember, the borrower doesn't necessarily understand the difference between pre-approved, you know, pre-qualified or loan commitment. Now you're going to see question 16 is what's the name of the actual loan officer, but up here on one of the uh, question 13, what's the name of the lender that has pre-qualified you? We put those questions in that order on purpose because honestly, we're checking whether the buyer is going to be consistent with their answer. Yes, that's right. Okay. So then number 17, this is a great closing question for many different situations. We used to use it all the time at listing presentations. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you that I should have? Or is there anything else I need to know about your situation? and then shut up and listen. Okay, so let's say you had, well, you know, I'm finding about this timing or that timing. Okay, so then number 18. Now you're going to answer the question about what they called about, which is almost always price. If it is a fit for what they're looking for and it's still available, then you can set up a showing. But nine times out of 10, the price is going to be wrong. The house is already pending, whatever. And this is your opportunity to say, so let's say we've gotten this far. You've told me that, yes, you're working with a lender. Yes, you're, you have an actual time frame. The lender said, don't go over this certain price. 
Let's say that what you called on is higher than what the lenders pre-approved you on. Now I know all of this and I can say, you know, Tim, I appreciate that you're looking at Austin Acres and that your lender told you not to go over 550. This particular listing is 625. However, right there in Austin Acres with the garage you're looking for and three bedrooms, there are two other listings that I can show you tomorrow I'm available at this time or that time, which is best for you? Well, don't quest, uh, skip step I, okay. 19. But the reality of it is, is some of you are in your minds thinking, no buyer is going to stay on the phone with me this long without actually telling me what it, telling, you know, you telling them what they originally called about. We've, think about it. We've gone through every one of these lines in the script and we've uh, laboriously explained why it's asked the way it's asked and all the rest of it. If you actually had a buyer on the phone, you could blaze through these questions inside a minute, two minutes. Yes. We're if, dragging it out so you understand the point. Yep. And we still probably took 10 minutes or less to do that. You guys are going to take maybe two or three minutes to get through all of these. And, and you, after you've done it a gajillion times, you're going to have the pattern in your head. And of course, then you can say, so remember, the beauty of this is by the time I'm answering your question, I know enough about you to answer the question more professionally and set you up for an appointment assuming that you are somebody that I think I can work with. Well, it's become intuitive is what we're trying to explain. Yes. So by the time you're, at, well, once you've done this enough times, and what we want you to literally do is have a bunch of these pre-printed and take them with you everywhere. We did that when we sold real estate. All of our best coaching clients do it as well. Eventually, you're going to internalize it we st and memorize it, but we still want you to have these with you because then you can use those lead forms to actually pre-qualify. You're sitting in line in, uh, you're in traffic someplace. You get a lead call. Some of you are going to say, well, you know, I'll call them back. Or I'll put them in my drip campaign. Don't do that. That's being lazy. Well, call you don't do that because you don't have your script ready. Call them back. Right. Exactly. Call them back right away. Here's the way to motivate you to follow up on every lead. That is a seller that's calling. You might think they're a buyer calling, but that's actually a seller. If you pre-qualify them and you ask them questions, you're all of a sudden going to become a <gasps> listing, listing agent. agent. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, so we're at the finish line here. I'm going to say, perfect. Here's what's going to happen next. First part is uh, we're going to set up an appointment for you to come into my office so we can get the process started. And at that same appointment, we're going to see the homes I've already found for you. I've already got in mind for you that are the closest match. Now, here's what's going to happen probably 30% of the time. I just want to see the house. Yeah. I just want to see the house. Well, it's going to be up to you based on how they answered the other questions, whether you just want to show them the house without having to come to the office. Especially if it happens to be your listing. Now, I'm going to give you two, three variations on this. It's no, you have to meet at my office first. And you should do that. You should seriously consider doing that. For safety and security, frankly. Yes. And get the agency form signed. Use our buyer presentation. Get the uh, buyer exclusive buyer agency contract signed. We talked about that yesterday. It is a really smart idea to actually have them meet at your office. Again, it's another layer of pre-qualification. Some, okay, now some of them are going to, when they come into your office, some of them are going to be like, I'm not ready to sign an exclusive buyer agency contract. And here's the deal you make with them. And by the way, we give you guys scripts of what to say, how to say it, the whole thing. We have the three times out script. We have the floor model script. We have all kinds of things that where you can prepare the buyer not to, you know, essentially lollygag when they're making a decision what to buy. They're going to be buying relatively quickly. But what you're going to say is, Mr. Buyer, here's what I'm going to do. I understand that you want to be sure that you're comfortable with me and I want to make sure I'm comfortable with you. Let's agree that I'm going to show you these two or three houses. And then when we meet the next time, then you'll be signing the exclusive buyer agency contract. Now, why are they going to exclusively agree with to work with you? Because you've presented to them in the buyer presentation why they want to exclusively work with you. You guys know what I'm about to say is really true. If you have a buyer that you know is working with a lot of different agents, you're not going to give them the, any time really because you know that the probability of you actually transacting with them is about zero. You do not treat people that are not loyal to you with loyalty. That's just called being human. Uh, we can set aside, you know, your obligation to the seller and all the rest of it. You should be pre-qualifying every buyer lead and the rest of it. But the truth is, is people that have made a commitment to you, you're going to make a commitment to them. And that's part of the buyer agency uh, presentation that we give you as part of Premier Coaching. And they will understand. It's not like it's some sort of bizarre concept. Why wouldn't they sign it? Because A, they didn't like you. B, they weren't that serious and they don't want to commit to something. But what you will discover is the real leads are going to sign the contract because you have proven to them because you've given them that first sort of tour uh, that you are the real deal. That's right. Now, some of you have attempted getting a buyer agency signed before. It didn't go so well for you. So, a lot of you guys, the same thing happened on listing appointments for the same reason. Because you snuck it in the paperwork. You thought you were being clever. You just sneaked, yeah. snuck it in after the agency. You did not explain to them why they want to work with you exclusively. Remember that what you're doing is you're closing for a signature, right? 
So the definition of close is the logical ending to a great presentation. The reason that they're not signing is because there was no great presentation. There was no presentation. Or any presentation. You're literally signing yourself up for rejection if you ask them to sign, but you've given them no reason to. Change your mindset about working with buyers. Working with buyers is like, for example, you go on a listing presentation. Well, you go on a listing, you have a pre-qual- you're pre-qualified, you have pre- uh, a pre-listing pack, you have a listing presentation, you know what to say. It's a seven-step listing process. Mm-hmm. We teach you that in Premier Coaching. So you got that system down. Our system for working with buyers is the same thing. And like a listing contract, it results in you having a contract signed. That's what you want. That is the goal. Imagine now you have buyers that you're working with, but all of them have signed exclusive uh, buyers contracts. That's a little different than what most of you guys have been putting up with in this past market. And that also means that there are probably people who you have been chasing who probably are not real buyers and that's okay. We would rather have you work with the serious ones, get them in contract faster. Cause here's the thing, as I was saying earlier in our discussion, the profile of somebody who actually buys is somebody who is highly motivated, highly qualified. They're following the system and they're actually pretty easy to work with. Yeah. They're Versus, appreciative. They're appreciative. They're, you know, they, they're so thankful that you're doing all of these things for them. So let me wrap this uh, number 19 up. Here's what will happen next. We talked about the appointment. Then the other thing is I'm going to contact your lender to let them know that we're working together so that he and I or she and I can work together to help you with the process or help you finish the process. Now, when you are referring a buyer to a lender, let's say it's your lender, and uh, both ways, we want you to double refer. So you give the buyer's information to the lender, the lender's information to the buyer, and then you follow up with a phone call if, if you're the one who's getting the process started. So it's more likely to actually connect. And if they don't connect, maybe they're not that serious. And remember question 13 and 16, what's the name of the mortgage company you're working with? And then 16 was who's the loan officer. If you start seeing that there's no commitment there, they haven't, you know, remember there's three buckets of buyers we have you guys when you're pre-qualifying. And frankly, the third bucket, which are people that are looky lose, don't even waste time with them. The ones that are showing emotional motivation, but maybe need some financial motivation, some financial prequalification and help. If they don't have, if they haven't actually gotten, say, for example, the loan application, they haven't moved forward with that. You then send that with permission, send that lead to your to that uh, loan officer, and you connect them that way. Nine times out of ten, they're going to work with the loan officer that you referred them to, mm-hmm. and that's going to help you because the loan officer is also going to help you get them into contract on something because that's the only way he or she gets paid as well. That's right. So yes, there are nineteen questions, and that sounds like a lot, but when it's conversational. If you ever record your own conversation, some of my coaching clients, they'll send me their prospecting uh, calls. You know, there, there's like two or three times as many questions in a normal, natural conversation. So though it seems like a lot, and we took the time to walk you through all of this, it really is a short conversation where at the end, you're going to know their level of motivation. Are they uh, listing as well as a potential buyer? What's going on with their finances? Did they talk with another agent? Uh, What's their attitude about moving next? You know, do they have realistic expectations? You're going to know all that in like five minutes or less. It seems like more questions in it. I'm sure that it is more questions than most of you are used to asking. Some of you haven't done any of this, but let's say it's more questions than you're used to. Remember, the more time you spend pre-qualifying, the less time you're going to spend running into obstacles, banging your head into the wall, being frustrated with them, them being frustrated with you, you saying goofy things like buyers are liars or they're ghosting me or all these problems. The reason the script is set up the way it is, is to save you from all of that and help you sift and sort from the first phone call instead of dragging out the process. What this does is it causes people, consumers, to treat you with more respect, right? Imagine walking into a doctor's office and there's nobody asking for insurance or payment information. You just walk right in and you sit down with the doctor and you basically have the doctor solve all your problems for you. In other words, the doctor didn't pre-qualify you to determine whether he's going to get paid or not. It gives Chips. everyone the same prescription. Yeah, whatever. It's all fine, right? Yeah. You know, I have, a hang, I have a hangnail, but you're giving me something for an ear infection, but whatever. The moral of the story is, is that you would not probably listen to what that doctor had to say. You would not respect that doctor. You would see that doctor as a hack. You would not, you would then say, I'm not going to listen to whatever this guy said. 
says or gal says, I'm going to go to a real doctor. I expect my experience working with a professional to be professional. That same mental emotional process is what your buyers are going through when they're working with you. When you're doing a drive around, when you're just being a Pop-Tart agent, where you're, oh, I got a buyer, and you're going to rush over and show them the house, what is it that you're telling them? You're telling them that you don't respect your time, that you're not pre, uh, a professional. Do you really think they're going to respect your time and they're going to treat you uh, as a professional? You've given them the rules of the road and how you conduct yourself, and they will not work with you. And I would contend that a lot of buyer sides where you guys are competing are being lost because you get all enthusiastic to show them something without knowing their full financial picture. Then you put your contract together and your lender letter sucks. You're not proving that they're good for anything. And then you get mad at them because they're not doing all these crazy things that the listing agent wants. I hear that all the time in coaching, where if you take the time to do the questions in both the buyer questionnaire and the seller prequalification script, you're not going to have that problem. See, it's not an issue with the buyer. It's an issue with the agent not going deep enough. And that's why coaching matters to you so that we can really save you from some of this frustration. How many, I talked to an agent last week and they're on like their eighth or ninth offer with the same buyers. What is going on with that? So you so, guys, have you uh, ever experienced something like this on a podcast listening to uh, say one of the free YouTube coaches? Uh, nope. Because Julie and I are professional. All of our coaches are professional. We have done this tens of thousands of times. And by the way, this was not coaching. This was training. This was just essentially the overview, the skimming the surface of what you get as part of the, uh, you know, the premier coaching program. We have made it effortless for all of you to become premier coaching clients. Join our community. Text the word premier to 47372. If you liked our podcast, which I know you do because this is the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States, you won't believe what you get as far as premier coaching. Whatever you're feeling right now, I'm replace those feelings with more confidence if you're feeling confidence already. If you're feeling a little lack of confidence because frankly you've been paying too much attention to the news, this is going to put the wind in your sails. This is going to make you realize that you are in the right place at the right time. All you have to do is now learn how to apply the right skill set and the market will come to you. You just, in many cases, you guys are not what the market is expecting. You are not in alignment with what the market's expectations are for a real estate professional in challenging times like this. You can fix that. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372 and you get immediate 30 days access to our coaching program. No strings attached. No monkey business. And not watered down, by the way. And not Yeah. And you do get a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches. So text, uh, again, Premier to 47372 and message and data rates may apply. Hey, we did it. All right. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. It took two days, but we did it. We've done what we promised we would do for a long period of time. Yes. And this one took quite a while, but the, we got it done. The buyer drill down. Yes. I'm proud of us. We did it. I Good job, know. Julie. I, I hope that they do something with it. Yeah, I hope they do too. I hope we save yeah. somebody from wasting time with a time waster uh, so they could spend time at, you know, going to their daughter's ballet thing. Exactly. Or I hope we spent, uh, you know, help someone from making, wasting time or not knowing what questions to ask so that they can determine that that's actually a buyer, but it turns out they have five houses to sell as well. Well, so here's some homework for you guys. Dig into your buyer list. And I know all of you have tons of buyers because we hear about it all the time. Your CRMs especially. Those are, yeah. guys, look, there's gold in your CRM, but it, depending how big it is, you'll, you have to go mining, you'll never find it. So you guys want to know what our opinion of CRMs are? They really don't have that much use other than just to organize your centers of influence and past clients. Yeah. Dripping on uh, consumers does not work. And the reason that agents do that is because they're not taking the time to actually pre-qualify for motivation. There, and if you learn to ask the questions like we've just given them to you, you are then going to quickly discover the wheat from the chaff. And that is the point of learning how to be a professional. Well, so there's two homeworks. One is go through the, the people who you are calling buyers right now and ask yourself all these questions. You know, you took notes. Ask if you can tell me, do they have a house to sell? Yes or no? What's the situation with their financing? Do you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're the only one that they're working with? Can you tell me all this? If not, call them and get the answers. Now, Second thing is commit to going forward anytime you have a buyer lead, even if it's open house leads from this weekend, because you can use this script on open house. Totally. Lead follow -up. And matter of fact, you can have the script in front of you and they can see that you have it and they will appreciate the fact that you are like when your yes. doctor walks in and sees you in the uh, waiting or the, in the you know appointment room. He has oftentimes with him or her what a list of questions to make sure that they're sticking to uh, essentially solving your problem. 
professionals use scripts. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a professional that doesn't use a script. It might be on a teleprompter, but the reality of it is, is every single professional takes an organized approach and having an organized conversation, which is a script. Don't be afraid of scripts, guys. They're what help you to help people and make money. So your homework from today's podcast is, and every podcast, is to join Premier Coaching. Mm -hmm. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. You guys have a fantastic day. And if you're looking for a way to show gratitude towards Julie and I providing this a podcast for you today because we know you're going to be able to you know you're going to be able to make money and help people from it do give us a five-star review on itunes and a pithy comment is always Indeed. welcome yes you guys have a fantastic day this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com